Bidzy Small Business Society number 56. You're listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. I'm Rob Barisoff. We talk to small business owners about what makes their small business successful. Connect with Bidzy Small Business Society at bidzy.com and grow your business. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers post projects for free in any of over 100 categories, including all types of home renovation, landscaping, cleaning services, photography, and many, many more. Now, if you're a business, Bidzy.com is a great way to find new customers because you are automatically notified each time a customer posts a project in your subscribed categories. So for example, let's say you own a roofing company and a customer posts a project in our roofing category. You are automatically notified via email or text and you can submit a bid at bidzy.com or use our internal chat system to introduce yourself to the customer and give them reasons why they should use you to complete their project. Monthly subscriptions start at $14.99. That's $14.99 per month for unlimited access to new customers and unlimited bidding at bidzy.com. Email rob at bidzy.com for more details or start your 30-day free trial now at bidzy.com. Thanks for listening to Bidzy Small Business Society. Today, I am joined by Carol Sanek. Carol's company, Butterfly Boom Productions, specializes in content creation, and her blog, which is called I Survived Damn Near Everything, has won three awards. She is also a consultant that helps people brand themselves and find their niche on social media. She is also the co-host of her own podcast called The Crazy Marketing Lady Show, and she's got another podcast in the works. We welcome you, Carol. Thanks for making time. Can you tell us more about yourself than about your business? No, more about myself. More about myself. Oh, my goodness. Right. I mean, if you would have asked me what my favorite concert was of all times, I would say Paul McCartney in Chicago. You know, that's that's some people start a show with asking you some kind of funky question. And, uh, well, how about you- this? Let me, let me back up. Can you tell me about uh, Destroyer Fest and your interest in uh, heavy metal music? How's that? Oh, my goodness. You know, the funny thing about that is we have a show coming out very soon, and the young lady that was interviewed actually books heavy metal bands, and she's a promoter. And um, I think one of the bands she's really connected with is called Sleep, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a heavy metal person. She's gotten them some good gigs, and she's very interesting. I think everybody's going to really enjoy the show, but we had to edit one part out because she let a sexual term loose. (laughs) And and, uh, no swearing. She didn't swear, but she let a sexual term, a descriptive one at that. So just in bopping out that, you know, and beeping that out, people are still going to probably be able to guess what she came upon in the hallway. So that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I mean, I can... I could sort of paint my own picture here too a bit, I guess. So. I know, I know. And, you know, it's really, I don't ever want to have to mark my shows explicit. I, you know, I've had a few people do what I call light curse words. You know, if you F bomb my show, then I'm, then I'm going to take it out. You know, I have to because, you know, I just don't ever want iTunes on my you know what about my show. But if you want to know a little bit about Carol, here's what Carol was Carol was once upon a time a nurse. 
I was. I was an RN in Cleveland, Ohio, and that's where I'm originally from. And I worked in, in the county, which I loved. I worked for the county hospital where you get some very interesting patients. I got quite the education while I worked there. But I've done a lot of things in my life. You know, when you come all the way down to Florida and you start meeting new people, nobody knows your background. You know, and it's like you're starting over in a way that's good. In a way, it's kind of sad because people don't know your history. You know, like when I'm out networking, they just think that I do podcasting and social media. And really and truly, I do a lot more than that or have done a lot more than that in life. And, you know, that's why I like to put an about page together that really spells out everything Carol has done. Of course. So how do you take the leap from nursing into, uh, you know, the specialized world of business that you're in now? Well, that's an interesting question because here's here's where it came from. I worked for you as a nurse and lo and behold in 1998 I was diagnosed with breast cancer and that just yeah that ended it for me you know because up until that point in time anybody that I had given chemo to or had taken care of in the hospital didn't come home you know so that was my yeah there was my first that's thought. gonna open that is going yeah. to open your eyes right well that's the first thing you saw back back then in the dark ages of cancer I mean we've improved so much now you know people don't even come into the hospital unless they're really sick so I, qu- I quit working as a nurse I had to because I had to take care of myself you know I had to treat myself I had to go through treatment and when I came out of it you know, I was in a whole new ball game. I went to work for a large hospital corporation here in the States, and I did a lot of internal auditing work for them. And it was called chart auditing at the time where we would make sure that everything that is on the bill was actually used and done. You know, the bills were correct. I mean, you have socialized medicine in Canada. We don't, although we do if you think of us on Medicare, it'd be people on Medicare. But, you know, so we would go line item by line item and we would correct the bills, things like And I used, I love that job because I traveled the whole country. It's like I said, this was a huge hospital corporation. And after I left that, I did some capital equipment sales. I went into pharmaceuticals. I was, yes, I was one of those pharmaceutical UPS delivery gals, you know, <laughs> who, yeah, who come into the doctor's office in the suit and the high heels and the, oh, and the pantyhose. We had to wear hose, which just <laughs> kills. I know. And if you didn't, you got in trouble by your supervisor. I, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, people. Now in Florida, I look at these reps when I'm in the doctor's office, they don't have hose on. But, and I did that for a what while. A disgrace, Carol. I know, really. That's like breaking the protocol. I mean, and, oh, and we couldn't wear open toed shoes. But that one I understood because, you know, open toed shoes, there could be a needle on the floor. There could be anything on the floor. And, you know, that needle could end up in your foot. So that's, that made sense to me. But the hose in the summertime, oh, no, 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 no. But, you know, so I moved on from that. I actually went into real estate. I'm still a licensed realtor. I keep my license active only because my husband is a broker owner. And if he ever needed a second hand, and, you know, help show him show property or list something, I can go out and do that. But in the meantime, when I was learning all about real estate, I said, you know what? I got into blogging and I, I took a course through the Greater Tampa Association of Realtors and I've never looked back. I have blogged many blogs, believe me. Right now I'm down to only three. I have three blogs right now. But I, I had a lot of blogs for a while. And I blog for other people, too, and I found that I really liked it. And that's what got me into social media, because blogging really is social media. That was a long answer, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, like, Carol, you are a busy, busy gal. So, you know, I I just want to go back a little bit to what you said about, you know, people sort of learning about your history. So what sort of networking tactics did you do when you made that move down to Florida? Like, how did you uh, 
find your find your people, find your tribe, and create the community around you that you have successfully done so far. Well, over the past 11 years that we've lived here, you know, people started saying to me, you know, there's a networking group meeting at the country club. Like, I, I, do, not, I do not live in a country club area, I'm just saying. But that's, you know, that there are quite a few of those here. And you, know, you need to come to that. And there was a women helping women networking group. And, of course, I got asked many times to come and join BNI, which I never have joined. I don't have the time. I do believe in their, in their concept. I truly do. And I think their certified networking program is excellent. But for me to commit to something on a weekly basis, that's, a known, that's not going to happen. I have ADD. Can you picture anybody with ADD committing to be somewhere at 7 a.m. in the morning every week? <laughs> You know, it's not going to work. <laughs> no, it is tough because that's when I do my best work. That's when I'm sitting at my computer. For example, it's what? It's 10 o'clock in the morning when we're recording this, and my work for my clients is done. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, like we've both got uh, – I think we've shared that same spirit. Like I've got a few hours of work under my belt as well. So, yeah. So my work is done. So that means now um, what I will do the rest of this day is I have a webinar I want to listen to, and I have a um, presentation that I'm giving at a food and wine conference in two weeks on podcasting. So I have to finish my slideshow and my things like that because that's you know 50 minutes of getting up there and telling people why they need to podcast. I better have a good presentation ready. You know? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So uh, maybe you want to talk about the webinar. Would that be of any interest to our listeners in the Small Business Society? Well, I'll tell you what today is today or not today the whole week here in the states and in our territories it is national small business association week since 1963 all presidents of the united states who have been in office have you know saluted small businesses during this week because we're the backbone of the country you know if we didn't have small business you wouldn't be shopping at sam's club or costco or other places you just wouldn't and you know so we're all celebrating this and i put a new timeline cover up on my facebook about entrepreneurs <clears throat> excuse me we don't have a safety net you know we don't we just go out there and we start our businesses and hope and pray that they're going to work so i'm listening to a webinar today about apps and cloud-based you know products and some social media. I want you know. I'm always listening because you never know where I could pick up a new idea for one of my clients. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about you launching your business, Butterfly Boom Productions. So, help our listeners understand these small business owners, these entrepreneurs, these solopreneurs. What sort of challenges did you face in launching it? Did you ever were you ever faced like with imposter syndrome and sort of ask yourself like why are these people going to buy what I'm selling, so to speak? I love that one. I interviewed Cliff Ravenscraft uh, back at the end of the year, and he's like podcast answer man. He's just huge, you know, in in podcasting, and he suffers from imposter syndrome. So I I interviewed him, and he was going over to England to talk, and he was suffering with imposter syndrome. Um, actually, no, I don't have it because I just I don't know why I don't have imposter syndrome. I feel that I know my business and I know it well. But we started out as Social Butterfly Boom Productions, and the name was just too no Social Butterfly Media Marketing, and the name was just too long. So I was out, in, yeah, I was out in Las Vegas at the National Association of Broadcasting show last year, learning more about podcasting devices and you know everything that we need to have a studio in our home which I'm finally getting it's a lot but, of moving parts right yes exactly so I was out there and I was looking around and thinking about things and I knew that we were going to start doing some production uh, for other people on podcasting and I said I need to change my name so I changed it immediately I got online I bought the domain butterfly boom productions 
boom, meaning wow, you know, boom, how exciting. And uh, we've just been having a lot of fun with that ever since. And back then in the day, a year ago, I used to manage people's social media for them. I no longer do that. I consult now for approximately six months with businesses. I get them on the right track and I teach them how to do their own social media in a very quick way, in a fast way. Um, Some things, yes, are automated, but it doesn't matter. The kind of automation that I teach is really good automation. You know, it's, it's stuff that people don't mind using or don't mind seeing. It's not black hat. It's definitely white hat. So it's, you know, it's, it's really cool what I, what I show people to do. I teach them how to run ads on Facebook and how to do it the right way because there's a wrong way. You know, and, and we, we work through it. We work through four platforms. We work through from Facebook to Twitter to LinkedIn to Google+. And then the last two months that I work with people, I teach them about content creation and writing ads. And then they're on their own because, you know what, managing social media for somebody else is very difficult because you have to talk in their voice. Of course, and it might be difficult to find that voice, right? It takes, obviously, it takes some time and some up, a lot of energy. So you're talking about these different platforms, So, and you're talking about that automation. So are these the actionable steps that our listeners can take? Like, they want to automate on these different platforms, or what sort of other tools can you recommend to our listeners right now uh, that they could put into play today on their social media? I'm so glad you asked me that because, first of all, I have to brag. I'm speaking this ah, year. You're at the pod- pro. You're the pro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking this year at Podcast Movement 16 in Chicago. And the title of my talk is actually Come on, Big Money Spinning the Wheel of Success in Social Media. I was a contestant on Wheel of Fortune. So I, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's really cool. So I, fortunately, I have the video and we were able to convert this and put it into our slideshow presentation. It's going to be a lot of fun, you know. You know, in talking about social media and being as budget-minded as you possibly can, especially, I think, podcasters. Most of us have a real job, and we podcast on the side. You know, it would really be nice to be making a million dollars a year like some podcasters do, but we don't. So I'm going to be showing people how to get the best bang for their buck. And one of them that I will share with your listeners today is Meet Edgar, and that is M-E-E-T, Edgar, E-D-G-A-R, I think it's .net. I'm not sure if it's .net or .com. Just look up Meet Edgar. That is the program that I use to schedule all my posts. And I'll tell you why I use them. Once you put a post into their library, it's there forever. You don't have to, you, you know, you don't have to keep re-putting things in. For example, every time I do a show, I put it in there. And that show will get sent out to, you know, to LinkedIn, to Twitter, to wherever I want it to go repetitively. You know, so that way, that's why I get a lot of listeners to my show. I get a lot of downloads from Twitter because that's what I'm doing there. So I love Meet Edgar. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not like Hootsuite free, but I think Hootsuite is very difficult. It's my own opinion, but I just think it's difficult to navigate. I don't have time to play with technology. I have to use something that I can pop it in and it goes. Meet Edgar, I believe, is $49 a month. And I know for some people that's, you know, a little bit tough to swallow, but when you're getting the best bang for your buck where you never have to add things to it if you don't want to. I mean, you should, but at least they don't disappear. You know, it's not, they're there. They're in that library forever. You can edit them, you can take them out, you can do whatever you want with them, but they're there. And that's what I love about it. You're repurposing your content constantly. So that, that's one of my best bangs for the buck, you know, pieces of advice I can share with listeners. That's the best scheduling tool I have yet to see. 
Awesome. I'm on it right now. It's called meetedgar.com. And now I'm making that comparison to Hootsuite because we use Hootsuite very aggressively. And uh, yeah, once the time passes on those posts, those posts are gone forever, right? And, mm-hmm. Unless they're just on their on your feed. But uh, let me ask you, with Meet Edgar, um, are you going in there and you're setting the frequency or you're putting it in and they, uh, they decide the frequency with which it goes out on Twitter? No, I set the frequency. Yeah, of course. Okay. Well, that I, makes sense. Yeah, I schedule it, and it's oh, it's just great. I mean, you know, my my biggest oh golly, my biggest fun that I have in life is Twitter, and a lot of people go, oh my god, I don't understand it. And I said that's because you know you just didn't sit down to learn it. Twitter takes uh, it has a learning curve, and you have to learn how to use it the right way. But here's another super piece of advice: get on Twitter and look up people that you're competing with so to speak up look up competing businesses put these businesses on a private list put their twitter accounts on a private list on twitter and you can see what they're doing and what they're up to and they won't know that you're looking at them i love that piece i do love that's free (laughs) i love that yet seriously think about it you know if you put them on a list they don't get notified that's why i love twitter you can follow anybody in the world that you want to follow there's absolutely no vetting. I talked to uh, Gary Loper, who was one of the, uh, you know, I feel the pros in that space, and absolutely says it too. There's just no vetting on Twitter. It's just wide open, right? Exactly. And I know Gary. He lives here in it where, you know, I've met him in, in St. networking. Petersburg, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. And he's, he's a super Twitter person. He really, he's out there all the time. But yeah, he's right. There's no vetting. And that's the beautiful part about it. But if you put these people on a private list, not a public list, if you put them on a public list, they're going to know. You put them on a private list. And now you have filtered it down to just seeing what they're saying or what maybe five of your competitors are saying or 10 or whatever, you can see what they're up to. I'm not saying that you should be nasty when you see what they're up to. I'm just saying there's nothing wrong with knowing what they're doing and perhaps doing something very similar if it's working for them. Sure. I mean, you're looking at those hashtags, those keywords, and, uh, you know, what's stopping you from using those as well, right? Exactly. And that's what I love about Twitter. And there's other things. People don't realize that Twitter is actually a search engine. You know, you can put things in the search thing, you know, their search URL bar space, and you can come up with wonderful ideas. And they're always on top of what's trending. Google Plus, people, if you're going to use Google Plus, for goodness sakes, always post something different there than you do anywhere else because, you know, it's Google. And they'll, they're going to crawl on it, and they're going to see that you've posted it somewhere else. And so are the people that are there, you know, the people, your uh, circles, people that you have in your circles. They're going to see that, too. So always be original and different on Google Plus than you are on other social platforms. So let me ask, how does that hurt the post if you posted the exact same content on Google Plus? I don't understand. Well, then people are going to know that you're really automating, <laughs> number one. Okay, yeah. Okay, you know, I mean, enough. they really are. And tr- number two, if they're seeing it already on Facebook, they don't want to see it on Google+. Plus. Besides which, most, uh, you know, quite a few of the people that are on Google+, Plus are, um, shall we say, a little more of a high-end user, even though Facebook is the number one social platform in the world. You know, Google Plus has some high-end users there, and you don't want to have them going, oh, Lord, I just saw that on Facebook this morning, you know, same post. Be different on Google+. Plus. Sure. It seems like the, what you're saying, I think there is, so to speak, a lower barrier to entry on Facebook than there is on Google+, Plus, right? Exactly. I did a talk the other day at the Rotary, at our local Rotary and, and luncheon, and I explained to them the reason why you need to own the land that you build your content house on. And by owning the land, that means it's your website and your ebook and your email and your blog and things like that, and that you should take 
all your social platforms and leverage them to send people to the sites that you actually built and own, where nobody can take those sites away from you. If Facebook goes down tomorrow and you have everything about your business there and nowhere else, you oh, just wow. lost. Yeah, yeah, you just lost everything. And I'm not saying it couldn't happen. It could happen. I mean, strange things happen in this world, and if you tick them off, they can take you down too. So that's that's not a good thing to do. So it's very important to own the land that you build your content house on. And I got that from Joe Pulitzi. He is, uh, you know, he's the man who has Content Marketing World in Cleveland, Ohio. He's got an incredible conference there every September. I've never been, but I mean, the heavy hitters go. And this is something I stole. Excuse me, Joe, but I stole it from... From your from your email, I did, but it was great advice. But then again, when I was out at Social Media Marketing World in 2014, Michael Stelzner said the same thing in his opening keynote address. He said, the two most important places you can be are your email news- newsletter and your blog, because they can't be taken away from you unless you really tick off your email provider. You know, they can't. You own them. So this is where you want to say things, you know, that are important to people. Use Facebook to drive them there. Example. This is a really great example. Here's a great tip for your listeners. You're going to run a contest on Facebook. Uh Uh-uh. Run it on your website. And then advertise, not paid advertising, just say, I'm running a contest over on my website. Come over there and join us, and you could win a $50 gift card from wherever, right? What have you just done? You've sent them to your website, number one, so now they're on your website, and what do they have to do? Insert them into that funnel, right? Exactly. Now they have to register, and when they register, what did you just get? A lead. I love that. I love that. You're giving us some extremely uh, actionable content here, and I love this. Again, I have to drive this point home. You need to own the land that you build your content house on. Exactly. You know, I mean, the beauty of this is you just did it for free. I mean, all right, maybe you had to pay your developer to make a landing page because maybe you're not that tech savvy. I unfortunately have a developer that I live with. I'm married to him and he does these things for me. And when he can't do them, then I do outsource them. But the truth of the matter is it's free for the most part. And yet if you had to do it on Facebook, you're going to pay money because you have to pay for the advertising there. So valuable. So now, Carol, let's talk about, uh, more of your entrepreneurial journey, what rewards do you take away from just working for yourself? Why is it so great to be an entrepreneur? Uh, well, it's not about the money, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like to say it was. No, you know, really and truly, I make enough money that I enjoy. You know, I, I can take a lot of time off, too, so that, that's cool. I mean, I make enough money to pay for the high-maintenance lifestyle, yeah, 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 that Carol likes to enjoy. <laughs> To travel, to go to conferences, things like that. But more than that, I really enjoy helping people. And when you know, going back to what you had originally asked me, I started doing this for free. You know, I would just sit down with people and teach them how to use social media. And one day, somebody said to me, "Carol, you really need to be charging." So I started at the really high price of ten dollars. Seriously, <laughs> this was well, this was five years ago. Ten dollars. Um, and then I said, "Okay, I'm gonna bump my price up." So I bumped my price up to, I was teaching it in classes, like $10 a person. So then I bumped it up to 20 And then I bumped, you know, I left it there at 20 because I can do a one-hour class for 10 people, $20. It's $200. Do the math. It's not a bad way to make, you know, $200, right? So then I, you know, I, but then I also changed my hourly fees because I realized that, you know, I was worth more than I was charging. You know, you always need to know your worth. I just did a show on that. Know your value and know your worth. It's very important. And don't ever take a client that's going to be a pain in the, mm, you know, because they're going to drain you. I don't do that. Just to get the money, no way, no how. I would rather eat hot dogs <laughs> than, take, than take a client that's going to be a pain in the, mm, you know, yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, it sounds like some of those rewards obviously are freedom. You've made a little bit of money on the side, and that's uh, that's great as well. So um, you're coaching, you're mentoring people, helping them navigate through the social media world and their business life. So why is it so important for them to have you, or why was it so important for you to uh, to have that coach or mentor on your journey? Well, the truth of the matter is we all know that everybody needs social media. You can do it yourself, and it's going to... Boy, is it going to take time out of your day because you're not going to know all those really cool things that I know how to do or that other people, to be fair, that other social media consultants know how to do. Uh, so there's one, you know, there's one thing. And then when I was out in Vegas last year at the NAB show, I met a film uh, a guy who does film. Well, I met a lot of people that are in film because obviously National Association of Broadcasting is about film, too. <laughs> and yeah, and he puts people. Oh, let me see what he does. He's. He's a coach. He teaches you how to audition for film, how to audition for a TV role, you know, a movie role, um, advertising, that kind of stuff, and how to make your own web TV videos. And as he said to me, he said, you know, people need to do social media, and if they don't do it right, they need to hire somebody. And he's right. I mean, sometimes it's better to pay somebody, outsource it, pay somebody to do it so that you can go out there and do what you need to be doing, which is selling, you know, and getting more business and let the social media just put things into the funnel and happen. But that's why I just put on my own website the importance of what you should ask a social media consultant before you hire them. Don't ask me for my client list. I, believe it or not, I just had a um, person ask me for my client list, and I <laughs> said, yeah. I said, I cannot give that to you. Oh, I need to call them. That's what you told me. I need to call them and I need to, I need, you know, I, I need to check your references. I say, I'll give you a reference list, but you cannot have my client list. There's, Excuse uh, me? Th- there's sort of a privacy issue around there, but there's blood, sweat, and tears built into, into that client list as well, isn't there, Carol? <laughs> well, there is. And on top of that, the deal here is I didn't know him. What was he going to do with my client list? Well, he has somebody doing his social media and they're doing it very poorly. <laughs> and, and, you know, what if he gave my client list away to this person that's doing, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, and some of my people want non-disclosures signed. And that means I cannot give out their name. You know, I mean, they don't want me to tell that anybody that I'm doing their social media. They want to be the shining star, and that's fine. I don't mind being in the background. I'm making them look good. That's what I get paid to do. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, again, the importance of having the coach, having the mentor, having the consultant. You focus on what you're good at. Small business owners and entrepreneurs, do what you're good at and uh, leave the other stuff to the pros. Okay, let's take a break to thank our sponsors. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast? Do you lack the technical know-how to create your own podcast? Not enough time in your day to produce great podcasts? You need PodcastRepairMan.com. You record, save, and send. That's it. Podcast Repairman takes care of the rest. From editing so that you sound your absolute best, to producing, which includes a custom intro and outro, to uploading to a host, and finally, publishing your podcast to iTunes, Stitcher, and the rest. No matter what you need, the Podcast Repairman is here to help. Visit podcastrepairman.com, include the word Bidzy, B-I-D-S-Y, in your message and save the $295 setup fee. Are you tired of tedious internet searches trying to find a service provider to complete your projects? Are you sick of scrambling on the phone trying to connect with someone who is willing to meet with you to work on your projects? Try Bidzy. Go to bidzy.com, sign up, choose a category, and enter a few details about what you need done. 
It's free to post projects in any category. Connect with local professionals in such categories as bathroom and kitchen renovation, real estate professional, graphic design, flooring, gym membership, tire sales and service, carpet cleaning, and many, many more. You're notified each time a local professional submits a bid on your project. Choose the bid you like best, and now you've found a local professional to complete your project. Use our rating system to give feedback about the business. Post your projects, sit back, and let local professionals come to you. Sign up and post projects for free at Bidzy.com. Now, Carol, I want to ask you a few questions so that our listeners can learn a little bit more about your personal interest. Are you ready? Oh, boy. Okay. What type of cell phone do you use? Oh, I have an iPhone 6 Plus. What type of car do you drive? I have an infinity. I do. I have a nice car. Oh, come on. I treated myself to a nice car. I have an infinity. It's an older. I it's an you older. Were telling one. us a little while back that you weren't making any money, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> it's paid. Believe me, it's paid off. It is paid off. I paid it off. Do you have a favorite vacation spot? Oh, a favorite vacation spot. Well, a favorite vacation. Um, Hawaii. Yeah, absolutely. And I have not been there for a while. So don't start saying with the money thing again, because, you know, it's very expensive to go there. It truly is. <laughs> it is. I I realize that. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite food? I'm Hungarian, so I make a very mean chicken paprikash. My grandmother taught me how to make it, and I make it from scratch. And I actually taught my husband how to make the nokedli. That's what the little spetzels, is, they're called in German. You know, in Germany are, but I taught him how to make those, and we have, oh, my God, I don't even count the calories when I make chicken paprikash. <laughs> I love a lot of that Eastern European food. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a favorite book? Um, would that be the one I'm writing? I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, sure, I really. Okay. Plug, it, <laughs> plug it right now, Carol. <laughs> I'm writing one called Hashtag. There's a hashtag in the title. Hashtag Cycle of Joy. And I'm working on interviewing people about – how they have kept joy in their life, even through some of the most trying times. And usually speaking, the trying times have taught them more about joy and they stay on the joy cycle because we're trying to give people perpetual joy, not just a cycle of joy. So I'm working on that. My other favorite book, honest to goodness, is Dr. Shivago. Let's now, again, use this as a platform for shameless self-promotion. So Besides this one and your uh, your podcast, do you have another favorite podcast? And yeah. plug it, plug the one that's coming up, please. Well, all right. My favorite podcast is Masterpiece. I am a big fan of Masterpiece Theater out of PBS, you know, out of England. Oh my goodness. So I was I listened to their podcast from Downton Abbey. Um, they are interviewing some some of the people from Sherlock, the series Sherlock, Grant Chester. I mean, I love them all. So that is my absolute favorite. You know, let me plug in and just forget about the world podcast. My new podcast is called The Nearness of You, based on the Hoagie Carmichael song, The Nearness of You, which was written back in the 40s or maybe the late 30s. Beautiful love song. I mean, it truly is. My album cover shows a couple standing on the beach because what I have is I have an entire collection of my father's love letters home from World War II to my mother. And I decided I would read these because I want to keep his legacy alive. And then when I started thinking about reading his love letters, I realized that there's going to be other people 
that are going to have stories. Other people, well, there already are. I'm hearing stories from people about, hey, my grandfather was married in the United States and married to somebody in England. I went, oh, now there's an interview. You know, and uh, just how their family wouldn't even exist if their grandparents or great-grandparents had not fallen in love, you know, during the time of World War II. So we're going to go into the fashion of the day, the movies of the day, uh, the books of the day, the magazine articles of the day, the women working in the factories. We're really going to get into all this. It's not going to be about World War II. It's going to be about love stories and what happened and what came out of it, you know? Sure. So let's move on here, Carol. I want to ask you this. What is the one thing you want to share with our listeners about succeeding on social media and in business in general? Okay, this is really easy, and I won't get really wordy. You have you have to go after the engagement, you know, you really do. And in order to engage people, you have to create great content. I'm not talking good content, people. I'm talking great content. You have to write great content. You have to be consistent. If somebody tells you that you, you know, oh, you only have to post twice a week. No, don't, no, uh, twice a day on your business page on Facebook is more to, to the norm of what you need to do. Twitter, a lot more. You know, Twitter's tweet, a lot more, right? Yeah. Yeah, tweets, you, tweets don't live that long, so you need to be out there on Twitter a lot more often, which is why I highly encourage people to use a scheduling platform. Uh, LinkedIn, I post about four to eight times a day. I do. Uh, because, again, it depends upon who's on and when they're on. It doesn't mean that they're clicking on your name necessarily. They're just looking at what pops up in front of them. So you want to have good consistency. You want to have great content, and you want to have conversation. If somebody even likes your post, Take the time to say, thank you so much for liking my post. Seriously, seriously. You know, there, I don't like those emoticons and I don't like the like buttons that make it so easy for people just to punch like. I take the time to say thank you. I take the time to say have a nice day. It doesn't take long to type something in. You're going to start a conversation. You should get a response. Guess what happens then? Facebook says, oh, that person wants to hear more from Carol Sanic." You know, and it starts that conversational loop where my stuff starts showing up on their wall. You know, that's you can't the algorithm that's built. Yeah, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you can't put your stuff up on any social platform and just throw it out there and hope that it sticks. It's not going to. It disappears. You have to work it. I'm sorry, people. You have to work it. Engage with your audience is the big takeaway, guys. Engage, really engage with them. Now, Carol, what does the future look like for you and your business? Well. I'm expanding into an online course where we're going to be teaching how to write co great content. You know, um, I've been a writer. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a fantastic writer. I am to the point and I'm inspiring. And that's what I know, you know, about myself. That's what I do. I'm an inspiring writer. So I want to teach people how to do that and, you know, how to write great content. They don't have to be inspiring. I mean, they can do something else. But I mean, you know, I, so we're working on that. Um, we are also talking with somebody in L.A. about bringing a course on board to make movies. If you ever wanted to make a movie, she's the person that you want to talk to, and she's a coach in film. And she's had TV shows, you know, she's had shows on TV and things like that. So we're, talk we're, in, we're in talks with her to bring her on board. But really and truly, you know, we enjoy just consulting with people and, get and making them better. You know, on social media, we do press releases. That's one of the fun things I like to do. I like to write press releases. I have a great distribution service. You know, uh, press releases are not cheap, and I don't mean coming from me. I'm talking about the distribution service. A PR Newswire press release can run you three forty nine to three ninety nine per release. I have a good yeah, but I've been doing them so long with them that they give me a nice sweet discount. 
So, but yeah, and then you have to charge your writing time too. People don't understand that there's PR companies out there that will charge you over a thousand dollars per release, per release, because there's a lot that goes into it. There truly is, but they're important to have, you know. And so we teach podcasting. You know, we'll set people up in podcasting. You know, very simply. I have to be honest with you. You know that ninety nine percent of my interviews are done through my iPhone and a shotgun microphone. Face to face, I'll sit down with my phone right next to somebody, put, plug my microphone in, turn off, put it on airplane mode, and I hit record through awesome, let me think, awesome voice recorder. I paid $4.99 for that app. It's amazing. I throw it into Dropbox, give it to my editor, and we have a show. I mean, yeah, it's never been easier, right? It's just abso- It's just finding those tools and putting them to use. Now, Carol, you are an inspiring and an award-winning writer. And if people want to learn more about what you can do for them, what services and sort of what inspiration you can provide for them, how can they find you? How can they connect? Well, I won, actually my writing awards, my blogging awards came from two different healthcare kind of uh, websites, you know, health websites. And I have a blog called I Survived Damn Near Everything. That's the name of the blog. Carol's not cursing, you know. <laughs> yeah, this, I is, survived uh, this is a family yeah. show, right? <laughs> yes, I, I survived damn near everything. And when you go there and you go down the side where the categories are, I have most of my categories begin with the word surviving. You know, and one of them is surviving breast cancer, surviving after breast cancer, I believe. Uh, but I actually won the award for the entire blog, doesn't matter what category, because people said that I write with humorous sarcasm, which I do. I try to be, I try to make things funny. Uh, cancer's not funny. Believe me, I know it's not funny. I've been through it. But I had funny episodes and funny things that happened while going through it, too, you know. And the things that, you know, the, that I won't take any you-know-what from people. And, you know, I've learned so much along the way. And cancer was a great teacher. And I think a lot of people who listen to this who have had cancer in their life understand that. You know, cancer can be a great teacher. Any illness can be a great teacher. So people can find me there. I, might, I survived damn near everything blog. Uh, take a look at it. I have a lot of different categories down the side. I do not accept comments on my any of my blogs any longer because that's one way that unfortunately hackers can get in. You know, they, even though I had all the different anti-spam software on my blogs and my websites, I still had some miserable hacking experience over the past year. And my developer said, you know what, take the comments down. Don't let don't let anybody come in. But I do welcome, and I'm, I'm very transparent. My email is carol with an e at carolsanic.com. Anybody is welcome to email me and ask me any questions they want to ask me, and I will answer. You don't get an automated response. <laughs> you, get, you get the real Carol. But, yeah, I had to take my comments down. I mean, once you've been hacked, it's miserable trying to get back in and trying to re- retrieve everything. It truly is. Carol, you've been so generous with your time today. You've given us some extremely valuable and actionable insights today. We appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on Bidzy Small Business Society. You take care. You too. Thank you so much. Bidzy.com is the website that connects customers and respected local businesses. Customers list goods or services they need and businesses bid on them. Customers, go to Bidzy.com and post your projects for free. Businesses, sign up for your 30-day free trial at Bidzy.com. Thank you for joining us today on Bidzy Small Business Society. Go to Bidzy.com for information and resources on how you can grow your business. Support Bidzy Small Business Society by writing a review and giving us a five-star rating in iTunes. 
Your positive review and five-star rating will allow us to continue bringing you free, valuable content from amazing and inspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners. Rate and review Bidzy Small Business Society today.